Hi, I'm Notre Dame safety Kyle Hamilton, and you're listening to Single High, a Notre Dame football podcast from UHND.com, the official home of the Kyle Hamilton fan club. Here are your hosts, Frank Vitovich and Greg Flamont. Welcome back to another edition of Single High, the Notre Dame football podcast from UHND.com. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Frank Fatovich, owner of uh, one of the owners of UHND.com, joined by the president of the Kyle Hamilton fan club himself, Mr. Greg Flamong. Greg, I hope you got some energy because we got some stuff to talk about tonight. It has been a week, hasn't it? And it's only been three days since we potted. <laughs> or two, no, we, we, we recorded, what, Monday night? And it's yeah. not Thursday night. So it's been three days and it feels like it's been an off season in three days. Yeah. Yeah, it, a lot of the stuff going on, none of it good. Uh, it's all been kind of no. bad news yeah. uh, since the game ended. So, um, yeah, could have gone is, better. Could have had a better start. Man, did you – and, like, just looking at Brian Kelly today, like, I, it was so weird because I, I mentioned it on one of our other pods that, like, he had a little bit of a confident cockiness to him like all summer long, I thought anyway, like watching him. And part of it is just this this whole like, you know, Brian Kelly 2.0 demeanor where he's just been more comfortable with the media. You know, he has his little snafus where he, you know, tries to make jokes and people don't get him like Sunday night. But um, he had this like cool confidence, I thought, all summer. And he didn't have it Sunday night when they when they interviewed him. And I think part of it was like, you know, he wasn't fully expecting, I think, it to be the struggle that it was uh, just from kind of reading his body language. But, man, when he had to read through all of the injury and roster updates today, man, he did, he just had the look of a coach who was like, shit, really? Like, oh, I'm dealing with is this week one and I got to deal with all of this. Like you, you could tell that. Again, that that cool confidence, like not not that he's you know not confident at all, you know, at this point in any way, but you could just tell like it's been a week for him too, right? He he's he's had himself some some things to deal with that he was not expecting to have to deal with by September 9th. And it's uh it's gonna be interesting. Uh this weekend is gonna make the rest of the season, you know, a little more a little more interesting and you know, we'll, we'll maybe let, let's start by re- recapping them all and I'll try to rattle, you know, them all off. Fill me in on any that I missed because there's so many things that have happened in the last three days. I'm sure, you know, I missed uh, I'll, I'll miss a few. But let's start with the biggest probably, you know, starting left tackle, you know, true freshman Blake Fisher confirmed it's going to be out for eight weeks. You know, he got rolled up on on the Joe Wilkins touchdown, was in street clothes, second half. Um you know, after the game, Kelly kind of hinted they, you know, avoided disaster, but uh, it's still not good. You know, two months takes us to you know, eight weeks takes us to, you know, November. And that's basically, you know, at that point, you're looking very, very, very late season return. Um, you know, if at all, you know, because, you know, who knows? Like eight weeks is the time frame. Eight weeks right. from now is, uh, you know, is a, is a, is a good bit, uh, you know, into uh, into the season. So that one obviously huge. Uh, you had Rover Paul Moala out for the year with an Achilles injury, which is this another ma- another you know major injury for for him, which is just terrible uh, you know for him 
as you know as a player because there was a lot of you know optimism you know optimism around him and the way that Kelly described his injury today or his injuries today too was just you know one in which the doctors were like yeah we hadn't really seen you know quite this scenario before um, never want to hear that you know right. if you're the player or you know as a fan of the team so there, there's another one uh, Shane Simon out for the year uh, with a uh, with a labrum injury. Uh, so now we're looking at, you know, that's the third linebacker because we already lost Marist. We talked about that. Everybody knows that. We lost Marist heading in. Uh, you know, so that's the third linebacker now out for the season. Not ideal. Um, that's And that's the injury front. Oh, there's also Kevin Bauman, uh, you know, who suffered a leg injury, who was going to be out for a significant amount of, uh, you know, of, of time as well. Then we had the surprise news that broke you know, last night, which was senior wide receiver Lawrence Keys, the third, um, you know, is going to, you know, has decided, uh, you know, to sit out the rest of the year, finish up his degree and then decide, you know, in December, you know, what he, you know, what he wants to do. I think, you know, everybody assumes transfer. Kelly actually said something and, you know, one of his, his comments today was like, yeah, he's going to decide, you know, does he want to keep pursuing football? I don't know if that was just Kelly, you know, kind of, you know, coach speak or whatever, but, um, you know, that was obviously a surprise, a big surprise, I would say, because I don't think anybody saw that happening, you know, if between weeks one and week two, and then another hit to the wide receiver room earlier today was software, uh, sophomore, um, you know, Xavier Watts is moving to Rover, uh, which again, I don't think anybody saw happening at all this season let alone after week one. I know there was talk coming into, uh, you know, his freshman year, actually, that Watts, you know, could potentially could potentially play defense. But I think, you know, people were mainly thinking safety at that point, not necessarily uh, Rover. Uh, but uh, that is where we were at. Greg, did I miss any? I know there's a lot that's happened, but did I miss anything that's happened no, in I think the last that's three it. days? I think, I think you ran the, uh, the gamut there. I mean, just listening to all that just really hurts my feelings. Right. Do you remember a three day period in, you know, your Notre Dame football fandom where we have had like just I, like I know there was, you know, this offseason, there's a bunch of transfers. Right. But you expect it in the offseason. You're like, OK, it's the offseason. You have the kids who see where they're at in the depth chart. They see their future and they decide they're they're going to leave. Right. You, you So you see a lot of like roster churn and, and movement then so it's not jarring uh, it's not unexpected at that point but like when you have the number of injuries that we just suffered within after the first game couple that now you get the keys leaving you get watts moving positions and it's like it, notre dame released an updated depth chart today which also is something i don't remember them really doing in the past i could be wrong but um because we've only been on the the uh the media distro list here for for a little while but i don't remember you know midweek depth chart uh updates because of uh because of all the changes before either right yeah that's new um <laughs> i think yeah that's not i think what well I, mainly know, because laughing, so i don't cry <laughs> i think mainly because keys was on it yeah um so that's probably why um, yeah, uh, but as far as all those injuries, like I, I, I know 2014 got real bad real quick. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how 
like towards I, end of I don't, season I don't two, remember though. the order. Yeah, I don't remember the order of all that. And it, and it, it was cumulative. It was more cumulative, I think, in, right. in 2014. Right. It was like you were just losing like a guy a week, a guy or two a week, right? And then by the end of the season, it was like, oh, man, he's, he's really mounted, you know, to the point where like, you know, third guys who were third string D linemen, um, you know, we're, we're playing significant roles so much so that I still remember this in that season. Um, what was his name? Elijah Taylor. Is that the, yeah. uh, the defensive lineman who yeah. actually had like a really, really good game against USC within you? It was like, Oh, okay. I like this, this guy, you, you know, he's showing us something in this game. And then, you know, that was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's really hard. I mean, and not just that, but We've got Patelho, who you know, he's still not playing, and and it's like him and Sebo now. Yeah. And it's like, is that a is that punishment? Is that COVID? What is it? You don't yeah, really know. Not, they're not saying, and yeah. they're not saying, and so it's just kind of like Diggs okay, is back, like at least Diggs is back. He was actually at the game. Yeah. So and he was, I think, has been confirmed COVID. So uh, okay. um, he was at the game. I had not seen that. Yeah. So, um, but he's back. And so now it's like, is, but like, when's Batelho available? Is he available? No one knows. Um, yeah. I guess it kind of doesn't matter. He's not playing this week. So, no, um, but they can there's that. Then it use him now. Yeah. So Neither it's just before, like, but... it's just the kid that, like you said, the cumulative effect of, I mean, Marist and Fisher, are just, it's just not good. No. And, and it's just like the upside again especially Fisher like he was he was probably like behind Patterson their second best lineman if not their best outright yeah um you just don't want to lose it like you, you don't no. <laughs> like and so it's and I'm sure Kelly's probably thinking like we start to have to like p- patch things together now because you had all these linebackers and now you don't and we're moving a receiver there yeah. and like I could I can see Watts being a defender the rover piece is just hard to imagine, right? Like yeah. he's he's 195 pounds. Like he's yeah. not, he's not like that's not a rover, you know. So yeah. I don't know. It it's just one of those things you just got to see how it works out. But I mean, you know, said, it, it just everything feels just kind of bleak at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he said he's like Watts is playing this weekend at Rover. Like he he didn't leave. It wasn't vague. Like he, he was pretty clear. Like we're putting him right. out there. We're going to see what he can do. Um, and which is again, interesting. Like I would have thought that, you know, if you're moving somebody to Rover, you know, maybe it's like a Kari Gee, you know, cause there was thought when he got recruited, he was going to be a better Rover than, than a safety. But that doesn't seem to have been, you know, the, the, the case, at least not yet. Um, so I don't know, man, it, it, it's been, yeah, it has been a wild, Three to four days. Let, let's let's take these. Let, let's. This is a lot to get through. We are going to talk, you know, Toledo, you know, as well, obviously, because as even though there is all this, uh, you know, craziness going on, you know, with the with the roster, there's still a game this weekend. You know, Toledo is still coming to town. They aren't going to feel sorry for Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not going to feel sorry for itself. Um, so they still got to play that game. All right. Well, let's take this. Let's take a position group, maybe by position group, um, you know, that has been impacted. The, the kind of the three groups, um, you know, being, you know, the line, uh, the linebackers and then the, the receiver room and, and see kind of, you know, how you how you're feeling about about each. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll chime in, too. But let, let's start, 
you know, offensive line, because the loss of Fisher, you know, to your point, very significant. Uh, you know, one, it is it, it's extremely rare for a true freshman to start on the offensive line anywhere, let alone left tackle, you know, which is the premier position. It's the most, uh, you know, high, uh, you know, uh, high spotlight, you know, position on the offensive line. So for Fisher to start. And I mean, he had, I mean, granted, we're, we're, we're banking what our, you know, early thoughts are on him on less than two quarters of football, right. but you know, he looked, you know, first quarter he had his freshman moments where he's like, whoa, whoa you know, this is, like, you can, you can tell yeah. though, like he yeah. can play, but yeah, he's oh, exactly. That's what I was getting at is like, you could tell first quarter though, you, he had those like, oh, it's real now. Right. He had those moments and then he, he was like just starting to settle in. And you're like, to your point, you're like, whoa, this kid is big and he can move and he's what, 18, 19 years old. All right. I like, mm-hmm. I like where this is. I like where this is headed. Um, and now, yeah, he's out for eight weeks. Um, but, you know, so all right, let's take this. I mean, we got we got Carmody moving in now. He, he's going to start at left tackle again, according to, uh, you know, according to the depth chart right now. He's he's starting there. Baker is now uh, Tosh Baker is now the now I'm going to forget the order is I know he he moved. Uh, I Baker believe is to, now on the left. Yeah, Baker's now on the left. He was the yeah. backup right. He's now the backup left. Um, and then I, the surprise is still to me, Joe Alts, you know, true freshman who was recruited by some as a tight end, you know, about a year ago at this time, um, is now, you know, the backup right tackle, uh, which is that that is a, a very quick, you know, ascension up the depth chart. Uh, mm. So what are, what are your thoughts, you know, just in general on on that impact? Do you, And do you think that? Knowing now that Fisher is out eight weeks, do you think there is any chance or would you, you know, would you, if you were Kelly, would you consider, you know, more of a shakeup than just plugging in Carmen D to the starting lineup, uh, knowing that they are knowing that Fisher's out eight weeks versus say maybe two weeks, right? If he was, it was a minor right. injury. What, what, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I don't think it matters. I, I think if it was shorter, I would consider moving Carmody to the right. Hmm. And if Lug doesn't clean it up. Yeah. Because, first of all, I, I thought Carmody played well. Um, like, it's the same thing with Fisher. Like, you can just kind of tell, right? Like, and yeah. I, I watched the whole offense on the Skycast cam. Yeah. From, um, that's on ESPN3. Yeah. So, I watched the whole thing, and I was, and, and you can't see the whole field all the time, but what you really can see is the line. Mm-hmm. And I saw, I really wanted to watch him. And I, I like Carmody and I liked him yeah. in the spring game. And I, and we had, um, I had talked to Jamie Uyama over the off season, just like, what do you think of Carmody? Cause I liked him in the spring game and he's like, no, I thought he did really well. So yep. I, I've kind of been high on him since then. And so then when he came in, I thought, I think Notre Dame's going to be okay. And I thought they were, um, he had the one bad moment, but that was just, it's either a yeah. missed call or it's just a brain fart. Right. And that Which happens is- sometimes. For kids' first game, right? Like right. in a hostile and, environment on the road against an athletic defensive front. I'm not going to get. Uh, there's been people you saw people on Twitter and whatnot. You know, give him a hard time for one bad snap. And well, I think I, I think I'm not going to be that. I think people generalize like the one like the line the the general sentiment overall of the line kind of leaks into like mm-hmm. every player, right? Like somebody on Twitter told me like, oh, he was bad. It's like, no, he wasn't. 
actually. I, I agree. I agree. And it's like that. what every analyst said. It was like, who is that? Like, who is every analyst? Like, mm. I've, I like I was I was listening to Jamie, and Jamie thought he did a pretty good job. So if yeah. Jamie says, then a I trust Jamie for, with this stuff because he's been a lineman before on the defensive line, so he knows what he's looking for. And and since it's Jamie, it's not everybody, is it? Yeah. So, well, hey, so. I, I I listened to the Irish Illustrated guys. Um, I think it was yesterday that I was I was listening to them, and they also were like, yeah, you know, we thought you know Carmody had again. Everybody saw like the one bad snap that he had, um, and they acknowledged that, but said otherwise, you know, pretty good. Yeah, so I I I I think he'll be okay. Um, you know, as far as shakeups, like. I think so. Like I said, if if it was gonna be um, like two weeks for Fisher, I would tell Lug like you have two weeks to to improve your play. Or when Fisher comes back, we're gonna move Carmody to the right and we're gonna go with that because like that's a fifth year senior, and yep. I think the standard has to be higher for someone who's older like that. Yeah, you know, and and I think in the in the past game, I thought he was. You know, he was fine in the past game, right? Like there was nobody in the in the um on the line who was just like a turnstile, you know? Right. And Jack Cohn, he got hit twice all game, and one of them wasn't even like a lineman error. So mm-hmm. it's like, look, we have an immobile quarterback. He needs to be he needs time to stand in the pocket. He got yeah. hit twice in the whole game. That's fine. They threw the they dropped back 43 times. Okay. Like if we, if we drop back 43 times in every game and he gets hit twice, we're going to be fine. Yeah. So there's just, that's how I look at it. Like other people can, can discuss like technique or they won this player. They won that play like that. I'm not going to do that to me. It's just big picture. Like, can we do the things that we want to do in the passing game? Yep. And we could, so I'm fine with it. Um, but that being said, like you're a fifth year senior and in the running game, like, we need better, yeah. you know, that you, you've been, it's been way, you've been in the program way too long. And like, I don't care like, you know, who the coach is or whatever. Like if you're getting tossed around in the run game, I just don't see that as a, because like we had a bunch of fifth year seniors on the line last year who weren't getting tossed around, you yeah. know? So there's that. So I, but since Fisher's out for as long as he is, you know, it's it's probably more long term that it's going to be lug. Um, well, there's one. I mean, it would have to get bad. But there is one kind of. I mean, I won't call it the nuclear option. But in the spring and in the off season, there was talk that you know Patterson. But if it gets bad like that, then if it oh, wait, gets bad like that, then I mean. What are then we even talking about? Then it's a real bad season. Right, right. So then, like, it's just kind of sure, right? It like, is, if it gets awful, awful, then we're really in big trouble. Right. Um, I mean, that's what true. Uh, but that is that is with a long term injury to to Fisher. I think it. I, I wouldn't say it's off the table, right? Just in terms of like knowing that it's there, but it would have to get real. I don't bad. think anything. I don't think anything's off the table. I'm just no. thinking of like. But I mean, that way, if you kick him out, right, to to tackle, and let's say, you you know, Carmody does fine at left, and you're like, well, we need to clean up right. We're going to put Patterson at right. Obviously, then slide Corral back to center, and then you maybe let Lug, you know, take over at 
you know, at left guard. And it's like you, that, that, that's obviously like a, no, a hypothetical. I, I, I don't even that, want to hear about the Gate That's guard. what I'm saying. That's well, the, that's the option. Or to me, say, or are you saying, go ahead. No, to me, the nuclear option is like, like I want to see Spindler play now. That's true. Yeah. Because, because the other part is this, it's kind of the same thing with Madden, right? Like, I don't think Madden was as bad as, like, his conventional wisdom. But at the same time, like, I don't think he was so good to where Agreed. It, it's like he has to be in there. Like, I want to see what Spindler's got. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, let's see it. I Like, and, and, and the funny thing is, the big thing about Spindler, it was like the one play in the spring game. It's like he got walked back by Heinish, and you can't let that happen, right? Yeah. And then I saw yeah. Heinish just freaking – throw guys from Florida state Dude. all over the place, all game. I mean, he was just mauling people. So it's like, maybe he's just like that. Right. And we don't have to, we don't have to hold it against Spindler. So I want to see him at right Dude. guard in this game specifically. I want to see what he's got. I think you'll see him. I mean, it's Toledo. So, I mean, even with the, even with, you know, the, the turnover, not turnover, even the injuries and, 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 you know, the roster stuff that's going on, you know, we should be able to rotate more in, uh, you know, obviously this week. But I want to go back to, you know, Kurt, uh, Kurt Heinish, because I I feel I have done a disservice in my articles this week to not highlight Heinish enough after I started rewatching some of the game, uh, you know, throughout uh, throughout the week, because you are correct, sir. He was he, he was blowing things up all night long to the point that if our if, if Notre Dame's tackling was like just a little bit better uh, and the contain outside of, of Heinish or, you know, around Heinish was better. Like it's a much, much, much different game uh, because it never gets to the point, I think in the, in the fourth quarter where it's an issue because it would have been an even bigger lead and it wouldn't have mattered because uh, Florida state wouldn't have even tried to run because they would have been down more than 18 points because mm-hmm. he was blowing, you know, he would blow things up and we would like just miss a big negative play, uh, you know, like repeatedly. Uh, so, I mean, one, I, I, you know, like I said, that is my fault for not highlighting him more in some of the articles that I've written, uh, you know, this week, because seeing that you love to see it. Um, cause Heinish is one of those guys that you root for cause he is the, you know, he came back, he posted the Wolf of Wall Street video. Like you could just tell he is like, you know, that, that, that he's a, he's a leader of the team. And I'm going to use this term in a very like endearing kind of way, by the way, uh, this is not a negative, uh, but he's almost like, he's like a little bit of a clown in like a good way that like, you know, he's the one who could probably like. He could probably walk into Brian Kelly's office and say things to Brian Kelly that like no other player could get away with. He has that kind of like personality and aura. So I mean that in a, uh, some people probably take it negatively. I mean that in a great way of like, you're like, he's, he's the guy who you're like, oh man, okay. He could, he could say things probably to Freeman and Elston that, that nobody else would even think of saying. And the coaches would laugh. He's like Mm -hmm. that kind of, that kind of player. So you'd love to see, you know, him also back that up, you know, on the, on, on the field. But yeah, he was, uh, he was fun to watch. And if he did that to Florida state, good luck, 
you know, Toledo this weekend, trying to trying to handle that. And good luck, Purdue and some of those other teams on the uh, you know on, on on the schedule coming up that uh, might not have the athletes that the uh, that the Seminoles have. But um, all right, so that, that that's offensive line. I think you know coming out of the game and, and in our last pod, even I said, you know, I wasn't as worried about the offensive line. Um, you know, as maybe some others were because I expected them to struggle. I think, you know, the Fisher injury, knowing now that it's eight weeks versus when we recorded on Monday night, hearing Kelly say, oh, it's just a sprain. You know, we think we're good. You know, nothing major thinking like, okay, that's like a couple week injury, you know, max a little bit different now, uh, because now you take, you know, one of those key pieces out who I expected to like be the one who improved the most. You know, I don't think if you were going to take a look at, say, Lug, game one, Fisher, game one, perfect world, both stay healthy. Like I, Fisher was going to get exponentially better, like in comparison, because Lug's the fifth year senior. Like he would have he would have improved, obviously. But like the amount of improvement that we would have seen from Fisher from week one to week 12 would have just been uh it would have been it would have been a joy to see. Mm-hmm. And that joy has been taken from us. But, hey. We still got a lot of football, uh, you know, of uh, Blake Fishers to watch over, you know, over the next few years. And hopefully he, you know, makes it back end of the season uh, and can, uh, you know, can salvage, you know, some of his uh, some of his freshman uh, freshman year. But um, right. that's that, that's offensive line. I think it's uh, again, if we were to kind of rate, you know, coming out of Monday, it was obviously a concern. We knew it would be a concern. It is now a larger concern is how I would, you know, recap the the offensive line there is still time for that line though to figure things out uh i i i I disagree it's a larger concern you don't think it's a larger concern knowing that fisher i I mean because fisher is now out for a longer period of time right but i i think the guy who can come in is is capable so i I guess i guess so i guess my point is it's kind of like what you said like i expected them to struggle a bit yep so, like, for me, I come out of the game and I'm like, hey, they can pass block. Yeah. Like, that's – like, my big fear was they can't do any of it. Okay. Right? Like, that's they can't – like, they're not really good blockers on the fair run. Point. And they're not good pass blockers either. And so, like, we're all talking about, like, oh, we the deep passing game, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, but if we don't have time – because I – I was, you know, I watched, spent all weekend watching like North Carolina. I spent all weekend watching Clemson. Mm-hmm. Like these teams, they couldn't do anything. Like, <laughs> like their offensive lines, like prevented them from, like, that's what I'm talking about. Their offensive lines prevented them from being the team they need to be. You know, North Carolina needs to be able to, to throw the ball. They need time and they didn't yeah. have it. So I felt like, man, we were able, like Cone had time. So I, I'm, so that's why I'm saying like, I'm not more. I'm not more concerned. Actually, I was heartened by it. Now, that's not to say like I'm good as is. Yeah, yeah. Like they do need to get better, but like as a starting point, I that's thought point. this is workable. We can work oh, with this. A hundred percent agree that it that it is a you know that it, that it is we can work with it and it and it's workable. I guess my point was more that knowing that we're not going to have Fisher to be a part of that equation is why it'd be a little bit more of a concern to me, but I, I get, get your point, you know, completely. And I mean, Florida state's defensive line wasn't, you know, wasn't filled with a bunch of, uh, you know, scrubs, uh, you know, they got, they, they, it's, it's one area, they got some athletes and we saw them and, uh, you know, they, the line held 
to your point, well enough um, in the passing game. And you know what? I'm going to say it now because I'm getting annoyed about some of the some of the the, the chatter that that has been growing and and you know and is on Twitter and and, and even on the you know UHND message board just about Qu- Jeff Quinn not being able to develop. I've seen that posted a lot over the last week. It's like, wow, the offensive line struggled. Jeff Quinn can't can't develop offensive linemen because if uh, if he could there would be no drop off it's like are you crazy like are you like i seriously are you like did you honestly think is there a the joe moore would have had a drop off if he was still the offensive line coach from last year to this year when you lose four guys to the nfl so the fact that you know they they were you know that, that that there is things for them to work with and he then he loses a starter and he plugs a sophomore in who comes in and again has one bad snap but otherwise plays Plays great. Um, I, I just that that has been annoying me a lot uh, this week because uh, you and I just because four offensive linemen to the offensive or to the to the NFL, and I'm going to include Kramer there. He made a practice squad, so he is you know he's playing in the NFL this year. He might not be on an active roster, but he's there. So that is we knew it was a lot, and the line played. You know they had their struggles, but again. We all, everybody should have known that they were going to struggle, mm. you know, uh, yeah, you know, a little bit. So the fact that he could plug Carmody in there and it's just like, boop, okay, you know, yeah, he has a little blip, but hey, first time playing, you're again expected. Uh, I think you're going to see him get better and better. So um, I needed to. There, there's going to be a couple times, by the way, in this pod, I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to have little tangents like that. So buckle up. But uh, I'm drinking a triple IPA here from the wonderful Four City. Uh, brewery, another Jersey, uh, you know, a Jersey, uh, n- another Jersey brewery that I, uh, I'm a big fan of, but, uh, now nah, he is, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bring that up probably, you know, every time I, I see it, but, uh, anyway, that's the offensive line. Let's, let's go and we're going to move, uh, we're going to move to defense because there is uh, the poor linebacking core, um, you know, again, Brian Kelly tempted, <laughs> he tempted fate early August saying, I don't know what we're going to do with all these linebackers. I don't know how we're going to play them all. And now here we are um, again, September 9th. And you were down three linebackers, three out of six linebackers, you know, from the the starting too deep, which is not ideal uh in any way maybe not three i mean i guess simon was not necessarily in the two deep he was like the he was the third will uh in that first uh you know in the uh, you know in the unofficial unofficial depth chart but still you lost three guys who you were counting on to be contributors and hell if we're going to split hairs and say simon was third like simon started a lot last year so he he's a guy you you knew you could count on to play you know if needed but now we look at this. Now we're down the starting will. We're down the guy who was going to be the third, uh, you know, the third will uh, prior to, you know, prior to Leofal going down. And we're down the, you know, the backup, uh, you know, a backup rover, uh, you know, Palmawala, who was probably going to end up playing more at rover due to Leofal's injury because Kaiser was probably going to play more, you know, more at will. And it's just, it is now a group that oh man i mean that that that's so much to take away you know from one position group uh that i guess my concern now is what does i mean we know marcus freeman wants to be an attacking defensive coordinator he lost a huge huge chess piece 
in, uh, you know, in Maris Leofel. That was like, you know, going to be, you know, one of his, you know, guys, you move around, you could, you know, you, you could put him anywhere. You wrote about it. We've talked about it. Um, so you, first he lost that, but now it's like, now he also lost like another two pawns in, in, you know, on his chessboard that he could have, he could have worked with. And it's, it, my, my, my concern is, you know, potentially now at linebacker, now that we're moving guys like Xavier Watts, you know, to, to Rover, which, I mean, I, I love to Brian Kelly's spin of it today, but it's not ideal to move, you know, a sophomore wide receiver to Rover, you know, after the first game. Uh, my concern, though, that I'm, that I'm trying to get to is, you know, does it, will will it in, in, in some way limit, hinder, you know, what Marcus Freeman can really do, you know, with his, you know, with his scheme? Because be honest, you know, I, I voiced my, you know, some concerns in, in podcast one, but or podcast after, you know, after the after the game. But at the same time, we also we saw more than a glimpse of how disruptive his defense could be to get excited about what would be possible, you know, you know, long term as they all picked up the scheme. So I guess my concern here is like that's 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 some pieces that that he's now lost. Is it going to in any way limit what he can do? Um, you know, again, moving forward, it's not going to matter this weekend. Sorry, Toledo, but it's not going to matter this weekend. But does it limit what he's going to be able to do in October? You know, against Cincinnati, against uh, North Carolina, against you know USC. That's my concern, I guess, right now with the hits that we've taken at linebacker. But what are your what are your thoughts, Greg? I agree with you. Like there was a lot to kind of be excited about with the defense, um, yeah. especially, you know, prior to, you know, 38, 20. Um, yeah. and, 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 I, and what I would say to that is like, none of the guys that contributed to that, those good feelings and those good results or whatever, like they weren't really a part of what was going on, you know? True. So like, yeah. it wasn't something that Shane Simon did that made you think, Oh yeah, like that's good. No, you know? no, no. Um, and and Moala, I don't even remember when he got hurt. So it was early. It was yeah, early. so I didn't I didn't even see him out there. So um, it's to me, it's like it's the implied um, it's the implied further attrition. Yeah, it's like because you're sitting here talking about it. It's like people get hurt in football, right? That, that's not a new thing. But it doesn't have to be for the season all the yeah, time, right? Exactly. Like. <laughs> Of all these injuries, the the least one is is like Ballman, the tight yeah. end with the broken leg, and that's six <laughs> weeks. And, and and Blake Fisher is is a, on a meniscus that's eight weeks. And yeah. all the linebackers, they're all for the season. Like they yeah. all got hurt, and it's like okay, like they're done. So they're not coming back. It's not like it's not like we have you know the trio of of Drew White and and Bertrand and Pryor and Collie and Bauer. And it's like, we have them for like two weeks and then it's like, okay. And then people come back like, no, that's for the whole season. And the chances of that group, that core group, not getting banged up, not having to miss time is not very good. And so like, to me, that is my main kind of concern is like, they can only do this for so long. So if you ask me like, are they, is it, is it going to hinder them? I don't think so, but 
if someone gets hurt, then now we're kind of in a bad that's place. And so that's, what I was, that's, that's what I was getting at. Right. Like, so that's where I'm, that's where I'm at. And there's also he, like the, 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 like Bertrand can't play 70 snaps every week. You know, like that's too not, many. Not in that Florida humidity. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just kind of too many. Um, but, you know, so that's kind of how I look at it. But like, you know, we do need to see what Kali brings, honestly. And even like Watts is a total wild card, right? Like, I don't even know how to analyze that, right? Like you, you don't. Yeah, he was playing safety before. And now, like, he played safety in high school, and now he's, like, a pseudo-linebacker. Like, I don't know how that works. Yeah, so it's just something that I don't know how to evaluate. But Kali, like, if Kali can come in and he's actually, like, a plus player, um, yep. that is – that's a pretty big deal. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. So um, we'll just kind of see from there. I think as is, it's okay. Anything else happens to someone, and now we're just in a real bad way. Yeah, it is. And that's that again, kind of what I'm getting at with the like, does it limit? Like, could you, you, are you a little less? I don't know. Like, uh, I guess maybe it won't make him hesitant to, you know, send some of those linebackers that he maybe would have sent. Um, but uh, it's just, it, yeah, I can't, losing three guys for the season in one position group in a two week period it, it is not something I really remember happening before. Yeah. Um, in the 20, what are we at now? 24 years, 24 years of UHND only of those though, to be fair, I've only been, uh, been apart for 22 of those, uh, you know, cause Kyle, Kyle, our Kyle, not, not, not mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton, our, uh, <laughs> our, our Kyle, uh, you know, ran it on his own there in the, you know, the first two, first two seasons, but man, it is, yeah, it's is not ideal it is definitely not an ideal situation i think you know what we're i mean we're probably going to see you know probably see more bo bauer uh you know throughout uh you know throughout throughout the season and i'm fine with that yeah me too especially against like a wisconsin or a again like a stanford the navies those kind of games like you know what he's gonna be he'll he'll eat in those games um and you know what maybe who knows? Maybe Watts is going to be like your wild card that you use against the teams that are going to try to spread us out who have a lot of speed now. I don't know. Um, but uh, I mean, another guy that I think you we will we'll see a little more of that. I think we, we you know, we saw some good things from, uh, you know, Sunday night is Isaiah Pryor. You know, I, I think it, it's very clear watching him when he gets more snaps, you know, why it didn't um, necessarily work out for him at defensive back because he he really just looks like a guy that when you are like your your assignment on this play is to just like attack the backfield he is like i got you man i am i'm gonna i'm gonna do that i'm gonna attack Mm -hmm. him and i'm gonna get there and uh you know i'm either gonna hit somebody really hard or i'm gonna disrupt things because i'm gonna get there so fast uh he's that kind of player it's the dropping back into coverage that you would think again former safety that should be a strength, but I think we're seeing, you know, maybe why former safety is 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 label, and he's now at, at linebacker. But I mean, I we saw some good things from him on uh, on, on on Sunday night. I think anyway, um, you know, we're going to see. I think a little more Kaiser, obviously at will. Kelly said that uh, today, I believe that was that. You know, he said Kaiser will will see some time at will, and that was part of why Watts was moving to Rover, so they could 
uh, you know, cross train him there, mm-hmm. uh, which I think also, you know, makes sense. Um, hopefully, I, again, Prince Kali was the, you know, the 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 prep Butkus Award winner last year. So if you're gonna got if you're gonna have to play a freshman at linebacker, let's play the guy who was named, you know, the best linebacker in the land, you know, last year. So there's there's pieces there, but you, I mean, yeah, they are gonna have to stay, you know, super super healthy at uh, at linebacker because now it's like I don't, I don't know who else like, it let. Again, we project this out six, seven weeks. Let's say there's another injury. I don't, I don't know who you move at that point. It's you're you're, you're looking. Uh, it, it's not looking great. I guess is is kind of the uh, you know is kind of the point. If you got to move, you know somebody. You know maybe you're throwing this one out there as I'm looking at the roster because I was like I'm gonna look load up the roster and just scroll through and see names, right? And I don't know maybe not, but I mean DJ Brown did not have a great. Game in the secondary is he somebody maybe you could look at it Rover, I don't know tackling wasn't his strength, uh, you know in in the opener but maybe again he is somebody like Pryor that if you move him down a level and he can focus uh, you know closer to the line of scrimmage um, he's got a little bit better size than than Watts not not a whole lot but uh, yeah your options start to uh, to look bleak if there's any more any more attrition at uh, you know at uh, at that position. Um, but, uh, you know, speaking of Watts and the receivers, now we got to, you know, think about, you know, the, the depth at receiver, uh, because now we, you know, there's no more Lawrence keys who coming out of the blue and gold game. He looked like he might be one of the leading receivers. Uh, you know, he had a great game, uh, you know, in the, in the blue and gold game, uh, you know, and had by all accounts, a good summer, you know, good fall camp. And now he, you know, would he play five, six snaps and didn't get targeted? Um, so something obviously happened there that, you know, I don't know if it was game plan or what, um, that he wasn't, you know, really included in the mix. But now we're down another receiver. And that room, whoo, man, we're going to talk about linebacker attrition. Look, look at the, the attrition to the wide receiver room just within the last calendar year. Uh, you know, the transfers last year. Uh, and in, in, in the off season and you're looking at some thin depth, uh, you know, across, across the wide receiver corps, uh, or core right now, um, you know, with the, the, the moves, you know, Colsey, Deion Colsey moves into the two deep Joe Wilkins moves over to the slot. You and I have talked about that actually in the past, not on a pod, but I think it was last year. I remember messaging you like, "Am I nuts or why is Joe Wilkins not playing the slot? He seems like he would be great there." Um, so that's kind of an interesting development, I think. Uh, like a low key, you know, interesting development considering all of the major moves. Mm. Uh, but uh, and then you know, Lorenzo Styles stays, you know, stays on the outside in the in the two deep. But what are you, what are your thoughts, wide receiver wise, you know, following loss of keys and you know, and the the move of Watts. Yeah, so Keys, um, you know, I, I kind of viewed him the same as Houston in that he needed a clear route to the field, and he doesn't have that, right? Like Avery yeah. Davis is kind of like what Sean Crawford was to Houston last year. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're captains, right? Like he's sitting behind a captain. So, you know, playing time is obviously going to be difficult yeah. in that way. And it's like in the spring game, right? Like he's on the opposite team of of Davis. So he gets all the reps. Yeah. You know, so it's like it what I mean he got targeted what 14 times in the spring game. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously like you can, and, and that allows you to kind of see what he can do when it's like, I can do this, you know, I can do this when I get a chance. Right. And at the same time, like Avery Davis had a good spring game too. And so it's just kind of difficult to jump yeah. somebody. And when the slot is, when the slot comes out in any, you know, 21 personnel, um, when the slot comes out in any too tight situation, you know, it's just like, there's just not as many reps to go around. Um, but I, I kind of feel about it the same I did as the, um, as the linebackers, right? Like the people like Xavier Watts, like he didn't, he hadn't shown anything and, and keys hadn't either. So it's like all the reasons we're excited about the receivers are because of, you know, the Austins and the Lindsay's and the Wilkins and the, and the Davises, you know, so that that's still intact. And it's another situation where let's see what um, styles has. Let's see what, what Colsey has, you know? So uh, to me, that's another one where, you know, any sort of attrition and especially to like Austin. And you, you, you don't, you don't even put that in. Well, I mean, it's already, no, dude, there's I'm gonna no, edit. I'm going to edit that. Edit it. Fine. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, I'm just saying, it's, I know. it's not, no, I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, wrong you you are not it's uh so that that's the thing is like but we're, we're like that in a few positions and that what's that's what makes me nervous like when when i said earlier like it feels bleak or it feels kind of just like down it's like that's that's what it is it's the vulnerability in so many spots like if you told me that we would just kind of be done for the rest of the year and be good then i'd be like okay that's fine we can yeah. work with this Exactly. But it's just that's not how it's going to go because that's yeah. never how it goes because it's yeah. football. So, you know. Yes, not quite ideal. And I mean, we're, I'm going to I'm just going to throw it out there. We, we have been big proponents of, uh, of of Dell Alexander on the pod, but mm, it's a lot of of movement from that wide receiver room in a, in a year's time uh, between. Oh, it should, it's also something that, again, some of it is is pretty understandable. It is, you know, especially at that position, you see guys leave because they want to play, they want to catch the ball. But I mean, it is, it, it's a lot. Um, and I mean, to his credit, you know, he did a, a great job in the summer, you know, restocking that talent, assuming, you know, all three of the current commits, you know, do sign with, uh, you know, with, with Notre Dame. But I think, one of the things that, you know, has come out now of, again, Watts moving to the linebacker and Keys, you know, at, at this point, you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, out of the out of the program for next year is that, I mean, they, they have to take at least one more, you know, wide receiver. And I know, you know, that's not necessarily his preference, um, you know, Alexander's preference, but I mean, you, you, you have to at, uh, you know, at, at this point, one, if not two. And which is going to set you up to be in the same position in three years, but you need the depth, uh, you know, because again, you bring, if you, if they were to bring five in, in one class, you get five receivers, don't catch the ball regularly, you know, and you bring them all in, in the same class, you just, you kick the can down the road a little bit, but depth wise, or, you know, I should say that you don't have to bring in two more, 
I mean, I, I think the other area that we look is transfer portal next year because you're going to need depth, uh, you know, at, you know, at that position. Um, it worked out well with Bennett uh, Skaronic when we when we brought him in. It didn't necessarily, uh, you know, work out as well with uh, with Freddie Canteen and Cam Smith a couple years ago. But um, yeah, that was we'll a, see. kind of a different time, though. It was. It was. I'm not saying. I'm just saying that's you're gonna. We're gonna need a guy like that on the roster next year, though, based on all of these departures. Uh, I mean, we did well because again, if Kevin Austin plays like he did last night. You know, he's catching passes in the NFL next year. Or sorry, if he plays uh, like he did on uh, on Sunday night all season, he's catching passes in the NFL next year. Uh, yeah. So. We'll see. Uh, it is, uh, yeah, man. I, I honestly, when we hit stop recording on the podcast on Monday night, when we recorded that, I did not think we would take 45 minutes on the next podcast, just talking about injuries and roster movements <laughs> 72 hours later. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty wild. So, but the good news here, Greg, because there's good news. There's always good news. There's, there's always mm-hmm. bad news, and there's always good news. Um, the good news is they're playing Toledo this weekend, who is a solid MAC team. Let's be fair to them. They looked good in their opener, but it is still a MAC team. Um, if you're, if you, if there was a team on the roster or on the schedule that you were like, who do you want to play? You know, on a short week after all of this. I mean, they would probably be up there just because, again, it's a MAC team. And for as good as they looked, you know, that's a team you should be able to overpower um, and you should be able to just out-athlete and bully a little bit. So that that's, I think, uh, you know, again, a positive short-term, long-term. There's you know, things this team's got to worry about. But, uh, you know, that, that that is who we got, you know, on the, you know, on, on, on the horizon. It should allow them to experiment a little bit. Um, I don't think they could experiment too much because at this point now you have to just one, you got to make sure you get that game in hand before you do too, anything too crazy, you know, experimenting wise, you know, in terms of like, you know, trying some different things at linebacker, you know, knowing the, the issues there, rotating in offensive linemen, again, try to get Spindler some snaps, those kind of things. Um, you don't want to do that too early and then get yourself in a ball state situation type game, you know, 2018, uh, you know, where all of a sudden you're like, how is this a game in the fourth quarter? But, um, I mean, I think that's, that's, that's like a silver lining, at least for this week, especially coming on the short week, because short week is a little scary. Uh, but, um, I mean, how are you, what are your thoughts, you know, heading into, heading into the, to the game this weekend? I think last I looked, what line is like 17, 17 and a half, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you kind of touched on it. Like, I don't. The problem with the Ball State game is they tried to do a bunch of stuff that they can't do mm-hmm. or that Brandon can't do and try to make him like a drop back guy. They want him to be like Ian Book, and that's not Brandon, you know. And to me, you know, I've heard there's been a lot of talk on the on the pods um, this week about, you know, do we want to establish the run? Right. Do we want to try to get the run game going because we didn't get it going before? And to me, it's like, look, I want them. What I'm looking for in this game is I want them to continue to be good at the things that they were good at in the first game. So, like, I want to see, are they good pass blockers? Like, are they can we still protect the passer? Can we still, um, 
you know, our, as our passing game as good as we think it might be. That's what's to me, that's what's important because we need to find, we need to be good at stuff, you know? So like, to me, you got to work on that and you have to work on, you build on your strengths and not try to solve your weaknesses against Toledo because that's how you get bogged down. It's like, Oh, we're working on some stuff. The next thing you know, it's seven, seven and a half time or something. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, look, man, just do what you do, right? Do whatever it is that makes you a good team. And, and then you work on stuff from there, right? Like maybe you're running the ball in like a power situation when last week you were throwing it, you know, like work on straight ahead stuff. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's kind of what I want to see. And with the defense, I, I, like you said, like, I'm not super, I'm not super worried about the defense, you know, just from what we saw. Yeah. Like, I think it, like, I think Kelly said, like, maybe it was a learning experience for Freeman. Like, Hey, the stuff that you went to at Cincinnati in this situation, like we don't have those guys right now. And so we need to be a little bit more just like aware, like, Hey, you liked running this defense in this situation at this school. But right now this is what we have and we need to kind of coach that. Like we need to play that way. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. That's an interesting point that you're making there. What do you, you mean in terms of, Actually, yeah. What do like, in in terms of what you think he just had like different kinds of athletes at Cincy that he was able to do things with, or like what you know what 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 is your kind of your thought there? Yeah. So like you you have you have a roster because he was at, he was at Cincinnati for how long was he at multiple three years? Yeah. So like it's he's already he already like had built up that roster. And he got it to the point where it's like, okay, these are the guys that I want at corner. These are the guys that I want up front and they are playing the way that I want so that I can ask them to do whatever. And I know I'm going to get it. Yeah. Right. But like, maybe we don't play the dollar package as much when we don't have Jordan Batelho, who was kind of the key to that whole thing. Yeah. So maybe we save it, right? We can't, we can't, don't go to it. Just like, I want to run the dollar package because it worked for me at Cincinnati in this situation. It's like, well, but these guys, maybe they're not ready yet. You know, maybe yeah. they're not ready to run that. So that's, that's kind of how I see, like when Kelly talks about like learning your personnel, like that's what I take from it. Gotcha. It's like, you got to understand, like we don't have the types of players to play that against the types of players that we're going against, right. I guess. So, yeah. Cause you know, you're not, we're not playing. Yeah, you know, that's also a good point. We're not playing Memphis, right? Like, is this Florida State? It's, it's different. Yeah. A little bit. So, um, a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. So, that's kind of how I look at it. And I think, I mean, he's going to, I don't have... I, I don't have doubts that he's going to figure it out. I wrote this, you know, in a, and again, I forget one of the articles I wrote, uh, you know, I wrote this week. I wrote, you know, he hasn't forgotten how to coach. You know, even though they're, you know, where... That 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 the fourth quarter is was just not his finest moment, uh, but he hasn't forgotten how to coach. And I think I said this even on the pod last time too that if like everything that happened up until the fourth quarter was like exactly kind of what I thought would happen defensively, knowing that he was going to an attacking style, I was like, yeah, we are going to give up 
a couple big plays. Some fans are going to like lose it, uh, you know, because we gave up, you know, some long plays. And even the long plays, like you go back and you watch it, and the long, the 80, what was it, 89 yard run. I'm going to say like one and a half defenders had a had a good chance there to to get him because like Simon maybe, but Simon was also kind of getting blocked at that point. So it's not like well Simon was getting tackled. Let's say that yeah. right because yeah. he's by yeah. the guy and all of a sudden yeah. he's on the ground. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. good point. I mean, but I'm saying like he didn't. It wasn't like he missed it. It was like it would have been like it, it, it in that scenario. You're you're not hoping that Simon makes the tackle so much as you're hoping. He just kind of like gets in the way enough that it like disrupts it and it turns it into like a 12 yard gain instead of and yeah. somebody else comes in. Somebody else comes in and cleans it up like that's kind of what you're hoping, you know, in, given where he was at. DJ Brown. Whew, that's a, not would probably not was not a fun film session, you know, for him when that play came on uh, and that was and that, and that was shown. But the I mean, it's plays, just one of those things like you're in the open field. And it's like your first opportunity in the game because he had just entered and you're one on one and, you know, it's like welcome to the season. Yep. So (laughs) anyway, my point being, like, I expected that I, you know, the long bomb where, you know, Griffith, uh, you know, Houston, let somebody get behind him. Yeah. Again, it's not I'm not expecting him to be, you know, step for step with, a you know, a, a speedy receiver. So point all of that being. Like I, he, I, he going to clean, you know, some, uh, some, most of that up, I should say. Um, and so I don't have like doubts that that is going to, you know, happen, you know, I don't know if it happens this week because we did see that there's, you know, probably more of a learning curve with the defense than any of us, you know, maybe thought there would be, uh, you know, in, in terms of, you know, knowing their assignments and, and, uh, and kind of trusting, trusting the new scheme. So, you know, whether or not that happens this week, you know, I don't know, but, you know, eventually, you know, that will kind of, that'll, that'll sink in. And, uh, you know, I, I think that'll, that, that, that will be, uh, you know, kind of, you know, the, uh, the case. So to, uh, you know, so to speak, but, um, yeah, this week in general though, is it's, it is going to be an interesting week. Um, because it does have a little bit of that feel, uh, again, kind of like the feel coming out of, uh, well, again, Louisville. I mean, we, we talked about it going in, uh, the Louisville 2019, where we were like, it's kind of, you know, this could be like Louisville. And then they came out, they played New Mexico. It was supposed to be Bob Davies' return. You know, unfortunately, he wasn't able to make that, uh, you know, you you make that trip. They came out and, you know, won 66-14. Big difference being there was a little bye week built in there for them. They didn't have to play on the, on the you know, on the short week. Uh, and I think that's probably my biggest concern, uh, you know, of all this week is not it's not the offensive line. It's not the defense. You know, it, it's not the, what happened in the fourth quarter. It's 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 not the injuries. It's the, you know, playing on a on a short week. And 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 then you add the injuries in and you're like, well, man, OK, they're banged up a little bit. They're playing, you know, on uh, first time for. You know, most of them, I'm going to assume, unless any of them maybe played on a short week in high school, if that's a thing anywhere where, you know, where where they, uh, you know, where, where any of them played. But uh, I mean, that's that that's not ideal. And I think that's my only concern going into going into this week. I don't think it's a reason to be like super concerned, 
But it's also, again, it's going to be a game where, like, if the first quarter doesn't look clean, I'm, I won't be shocked. I will be like, okay, they look like a team that uh, might be a little tired. And it might just take them a little time before, you know, they start to, you know, wear down, uh, you know, the smaller, you know, the smaller, smaller team from, uh, you know, from, from the Mac. But I do, I do like your point um, of not doing things that, you know, not just trying to force it. Like, I, yes, I would love to see them run the ball better this week, but I, I don't want to see them run the ball 45 times at the detriment of the passing game that lurked, that worked, you know, pretty well just to try to improve upon it, you know, to win a later game. Um, and I, I, I think they learned that uh, mistake because even in 2019, the offense, the offense was looked pretty good in, you know, in that, in that Louisville opener, but there were things that needed to clean up. But I do remember, like, I, I, at that point, I'm like, why are we not throwing the ball deep on, on uh, you know, on New Mexico more? Why are we not doing this? Why are we not doing that? And it was like, they were like, you know what? We're just going to work on what's what we're going to be good at all year so that we get better at it. And, you know, there is there is value, you know, the value in that. Um, so a similar type game plan, I would not be surprised. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some of the short passing, the little pop passes, you know, get your fast guys the ball, you know, in space because, you know, Toledo's not going to be able to to hang with them. Get Braden Lindsay the ball, you know, really quick. You pointed out the one play on Twitter, you know, earlier this week where uh, they did the little flare, pa- flare pass to Chris Tyree. But at the other side of the field, there was a screen that was wide open for Kevin Austin that would have been fun to watch. So I think you you will we'll see some of that. This week, I think you'll see more of that kind of th- those kind of plays, um, you know, this week. Um, and one thing also we should have we failed to mention, you know, we're, we talked a lot about roster attrition, you know, injuries, all that stuff, you know, all the roster stuff this week. Um, I'm just, And we should have said, like, just props to Avery Davis, who we did talk about a little bit, but we didn't give him credit for, you know, the fact that he played four, four positions. You know, I has settled in at, 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 you know, at receiver now. But, um, I mean, man, if there's a guy that, that's earned the C, it's him. Uh, you know, for, you know, yeah, there were times that there was not a clear path to playing time, you know, for him where they're moving him to, you know, to corner out of need and they're moving him to running back and then back to receiver and, you know, all of that. Um, so just props to him. Um, he, he's he's going to be a fun guy to root for, you know, for the, you know, for the remainder, uh, you know, of the, you know, of the season here. But um, yeah, that's that, that. I think those are my high level takes on uh, on Toledo. I rambled there for a little bit. My apologies. No, no worries. It's good. To, it's good to get good to get it all out. You know. Yeah, yes, we're yes. It's uh, this is this is almost like a therapy session for everybody after right. after this week. It's man, it's just been it's been a week, and it's only been three days, which is just uh, it's pretty wild. Um, and also. While we've been while we've been recording, not that I am a uh, Tom Brady fan by any means, but I'm definitely not a Dallas Cowboys fan. And uh, it was kind of I just saw the score pop up. Dallas <laughs> gave up the lead. Two seconds remaining. Uh, you hate to see it, but you love to see it at the same time. Um, I guess anything we haven't covered, you know that uh, you know from you know from you know last week. You're heading into this game, uh, you know, so uh, that, that we haven't touched on, Greg? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think we got it. 
Uh, it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, this is, this is a, uh, it's a, it's weird. Cause like you, you going into the preseason, you're like, this is our get right game, right? This is our, you know, you know, uh, you know, score a lot of points type game, get the young guys, uh, you know, reps type game, but it, it's got a little bit of a different vibe now. Cause I, it's still kind of a get right game, but it's like a survive and get right game, right? You, you want to. You need to get out of this game. No major injuries, obviously, after everything that happened, you know, week one, while still getting the guys that you need more reps, you know, their experience, uh, especially you got offensive line, you know, kind of the, the biggest area. They just need time, uh, you know, working, uh, you know, I think working together. But um, yeah, it definitely it took a little, I, I think at least, it, it's taken a bit of a different, uh, a different feel. Uh, you know, then maybe we thought, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we thought even, you know, even Sunday, you know, b- before kickoff. Um, but, um, I, it's not a game that I don't think anybody should be worried about, uh, you know, overly, uh, everybody should have downloaded the Peacock app by now, if you have not and signed up, um, I did it tonight. I posted the story, uh, you know, on, uh, on the website, uh, you know, tonight about the, there's a code. If you put in code Notre Dame, you get like three months for 750. Uh, it's really hard to argue with that. Um, I mean, I think like a soda and a hot dog inside Notre Dame stadium is more than seven. I'm sure it's more than, you know, more than, more than 750. Um, so I, I know there's people still upset about it. Um, I'm not one of them. You know, we get 12 Saturdays a year. Uh, with uh, 12 Saturdays a year to get a three to four hour, you know, window of uh, of watching uh, watching this team, 750, and you can even if you don't even have to do the promo, you could just pay for five dollars. You pay the five dollars for one month and cancel on Sunday. So my whole point is, it's a small price to pay, in my opinion. Uh, you know, just uh, to have that uh, have that wonderful window of time where we just watch this team that gets us all, uh, all antsy. And then we talk about them for a week after, but, um, exactly. or, or more than a week after, uh, we talk about them every, every week, but, um, I mean, look, you can't, you can't like, we all beg for the, uh, we all beg for the season and then it gets here when it gets here. You can't, can't complain about it. You know, I'm not gonna, again, I, yeah, not, not going to complain at all. Like just pay this at fifty. Exactly. I, I I put in my one post. I'm like I could you know I a good beer at a bar around me like a good one, not like you know a Bud Light like a not a standard you know cheap beer. A good beer is probably more than seven fifty. Like one singular you know really good beer is going to be more than seven fifty if I were to go watch this game at uh, you know any sort of. Uh, any sort of establishment. And if you have Xfinity or Cox cable, apparently like you get Peacock or you're eligible for a free Peacock premium subscription. That's a good number of people. Those are two of the largest cable providers in the United States. So I'm not going to complain about it too much. Um, I'm not going to complain about it at all. Not even too much. Not, not at all. Like I just, it doesn't bother me. Um, I get, I mean, I guess I kind of get, why some, I think the only thing that's going to bother me is I already know, you know, it's going to be, I, I, I didn't even like tell my dad that it was on. Cause I'm like, man, he's, he's going to get annoyed. Uh, cause he, you know, he does, 
he's he's at that age. He doesn't necessarily read the site all the time anymore. But um, I like I texted my nephews and I was like, hey, are you guys going over, uh, you know, to watch the game with your grandpa this weekend? Because uh, I don't li- I don't necessarily live in driving distance to just drive over and be like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to put this app on your on your computer or, you know, on your TV and give you my login. Um, but I was just, I said, can you guys just go over? And they're like, oh, man, uh, Uncle Frankie, we got to work. And I was like, I can go over beforehand. Just set this up. So because I know what's going to happen. It's going to be like, you know, 228 Eastern. And I'm going to get the call. It's going to be like, why, why is the game not on NBC? And I'm going to have to go through the whole thing. Um, so hopefully my nephews can help me out uh, and, uh, and, and set that up. So there's a little less stress right at uh, right at kickoff. But uh, no, I, I don't think I have any more parting shots either. I know we were hoping to keep this close to an hour, which we did. Um, we are pushing midnight here on the East Coast. No new reviews to read. Guys, the last review we got was August 23rd. That's a lot of days ago. Um, mm. uh, I mean, it, but we got a new rating. I did see that because we it's still 5.0. So I'm not going to complain about a 5.0. But uh, you know, some more uh, some more reviews would be nice. I'm just saying, if you're if you're <laughs> listening, you know, let us know. Let let us know that you're there, that you you like what you hear. Hopefully, because uh, we're gonna keep doing it, whether you guys like it or not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, now, uh, leave us those uh, leave us those reviews. Uh, we're gonna keep doing these. We're gonna try to keep doing two a week. You know, a post game and a pre game as long as we can. We'll see how much. Uh, the real world and life uh, allows and and and, uh, and and allows us to do that. But um, now I think we're gonna put a bow on this one. Uh, as always, Greg, it was uh, it was fun chatting, even though our subject matter was a little, <laughs> probably a little less, uh, you know, uh, uh, a, a little less uh, happy, you know, than than maybe we would have thought. It'll be better over the weekend. We're going to talk about um, some Ka- more Kyle Hamilton theatrics. It's going to be That's, great. I mean, if it, I mean, I mean, I don't know. If you're Toledo, you just, I mean, I don't even know at this point, to be honest, like what you tell your quarterback. Like, cause you, there, the, 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 the second interception that Kyle had was like, Every quarterback in the world is probably like, yeah, I can make this throw. There's no way this kid. Oh, can. they're all throwing it. Yeah, they're right? all throwing it. And they're so all it's like, being how do you, what, what do you tell him? What do you tell your quarterback? Like, just, uh, you know, just, just let it go and hope for the best. Like he's going to, he's right. going to cover, he's going to cover ground. Like, yeah, he's going to he hurt just, your feelings, which is, you know what? Hey, if, if that just puts the slightest tinge of doubt into any, you know, opposing quarterback moving forward where they're like, he might get there. Any split second can matter. So hey, hopefully, hopefully that uh, you know that helps. But all right, everybody, it has always always been fun chatting. Uh, you know, with uh, you know with Greg here, and again, we thank you, we thank you all for listening. Keep listening, keep subscribing. Leave us some of those reviews. We prefer the five stars. Those are always fun. But uh, leave us leave us any. We told you. We'll read constructive criticism. I'm actually shocked nobody's called my bluff at this point, but hmm. uh, we'll see. We'll see if somebody finally does. Um, and, you know, especially if they're funny, I'll read them. Hell, I don't care. But um, hey, it's gonna get better. Uh, we can't have a week of injuries and in, in roster movement like we had this week. Um, I mean, I guess we can, but it would just be terrible. So let's not even think about that. And let's think about good things. Let's think about the Irish. 
taking care of a Mac team, staying undefeated against the Mac. And uh, we'll be back and uh, probably talking to you all on uh, on Sunday, I think is when we're going to hope to uh, to record the next pod. So take it easy, everybody. Go Irish. And uh, let's uh, let's improve to 2-0 this uh, this weekend.